0: Welcome guys to the Trying Podcast, my name is Nanini and on this podcast I'll be sharing with you the steps that I'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone. It's February 14th on a Monday and yesterday I remember listening to um, a teaching on YouTube just... Somebody had asked a question and the person replied and they quoted in the reply, um, not quoted, but they, they read from They quoted a verse. I think it's quoting. They quoted a verse from the book of Titus, the letter to Titus. And then I paused, and I was like, wow, when was the last time I had anyone quote a verse or even read from the book of titus personally speaking for myself i can't even point to a time i don't i know i'm sh- i'm sure i have because i know it exists <laughs> so probably i've heard it one my brother's name is titus so I knew like oh there's a book in the bible called titus a letter so anyway my point is i decided since last year i had read I had opened philemon and i was like i didn't even realize like i had forgotten there's a book called philemon in the bible (laughs) so these books like one page long or some are like two or three pages long so small letters very short letters that is not small very short letters and i haven't even read them you know so I was like, okay, I'm going to be reading these short books at least over and over again. So even Philemon, I had finished reading it, but I remembered yesterday when I was you know, um, thinking about the, the letter to Titus. And I was like, the only thing I remember about Philemon, <laughs> even though I, like, I read it like twice. Because it's like one page in my Good News Bible. I like, could just open one page and it's all of it. Um, front and back. No, no. Um, I think it's... Yeah, it's close to one page. One and a half maybe. So. um, Philemon. Yeah. So after reading Philemon, yesterday I was thinking, what do I remember about it? And the only thing I remembered was like the quote-unquote introduction part. Not really like the introduction that introduces what Philemon is. The, the letter to Philemon. Or... I don't know if it's a letter to Philemon. I can't even remember that. Anyway, that's actually the point. I didn't remember much, even after reading that short letter. I only remembered, like, the first five verses. And not quote by quote, of course. Like, basically what Paul's message was. So I decided today, okay, I'm going to wake up early and read the Bible. I didn't know exactly where, so I opened... Um, I was scrolling through the new Testament and I was like, June, remember you said that you're going to read these short letters. Why not start now? (laughs) So that's what I'm doing. And I've read chapter one, I've read the introduction to Titus, which explains what exactly this letter is about. And so now I'm deciding after I've read, (coughs) I've read the introduction and I've read chapter one and then I'm like okay why not record myself reading the book it's very short it has three chapters and they're very short chapters so I'm probably going to finish in like 10 minutes not unless I start adding my own two <laughs> to thought processes but okay let me start I'm going to start Titus the introduction part. I'm reading the NIV after the Apostle Paul was released from prison in Rome he discovered that renegade leaders were preying on the people of the church he had founded in Ephesus he therefore left his longtime co-worker Timothy in that city which was sorry he therefore left his longtime co-worker Timothy in that city with a letter authorizing him to replace these leaders and restore order. A similar situation on the island of Crete required Paul to commission another long-time co-worker, Titus, to act as his representative there. Paul's letter. Paul's letter is addressed to Titus, but it is meant for the larger church as well. He confers his own authority on Titus and instructs him to appoint godly leaders. Paul's description of the false teaching matches that in Ephesus a combination of selective Jewish observances in brackets such as being circumcised and abstaining from certain foods and the pursuit of controversial speculations. However, the teaching didn't help people live purer lives. Paul tells the community that the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It is a true message about Jesus that helps people live a new kind of life. Paul reveals his plan to spend the winter in Nicopolis, a city on the west coast of Macedonia. It would provide an excellent jumping-off point for bringing the gospel to the western part of the empire. He trusts that Titus will help restore order in Crete. So he can accompany paul on the new venture i had actually read the good news translation introduction and i'm going to it's it's a very short one so i'm going to read that one as well titus was a gentile convert to christianity who became a fellow worker and assistant to paul in his missionary work paul's letter to titus is addressed to his young help helper. Paul's letter to Titus is addressed to his young helper in Crete, who had been left there to supervise the work of the church. The letter expresses three main concerns. First, Titus is reminded of the kind of character that church leaders should have, especially in view of the bad character of many Cretans. Next, Titus is advised how to teach the various groups in the church, The older men, the older women, in brackets, who are, in turn, to teach the younger women, close brackets, the young men and the slaves. Finally, the writer gives Titus advice regarding Christian conduct, especially the need to be peaceful and friendly and to avoid hatred, argument, and division in the church. That's the short introduction. And so I'm going to read chapter one in the NIV. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness, in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time, and which now, at his appointed season, he has brought to light, through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God our Saviour, to Titus, my true son, in our common faith. Grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Saviour. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town I directed you. An elder must be blameless, faithful to his wife, a man whose children believe and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer manages God's household, He must be blameless, meaning not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught, so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. For there are many rebellious people full of meaningless talk and deception, especially those of the circumcision group. They must be silenced because they are disrupting the whole household by teaching things they ought not to teach, and that for the sake of dishonest gain. One of Crete's own prophets has said it. Cretans are always liars, evil brutes, lazy gluttons. There's a footnote that says "Um, from the Cretan philosopher Epimenides. I can't, I don't know how to pronounce that. So Epimenides is the one who said Cretans are always liars, evil brutes, lazy gluttons. Paul is one who has quoted from him. So verse 13, this saying is true. Therefore rebuke them sharply so that they will be sound in the faith the saying is true therefore rebuke them sharply so that they will be sound in the faith and will pay no attention to jewish myths or the or the merely human commands of those who reject the truth to the pure all things are pure but to those who are corrupted and do not believe nothing is pure in fact both their minds and consciousness, conscience, consci- conscience says, okay. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. They claim to know God, but by their actions, they deny Him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. Chapter two. is that a swarm of bees or is- so there's a tree that is um flowering producing some flowers and so there there are a lot of bees doing their job okay um titus chapter two you however must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled and sound in faith, in love and in endurance. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home to be kind and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of god similarly encourage the young men to be self-controlled in everything set them in everything set them an example by doing what is good in your teaching slowly in your teaching show integrity seriousness and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned, so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing but to say about us. Teach slaves to be subject to their masters in everything, to try to please them and not to talk back to them and not to steal from them, but to show that they can be fully trusted so that in every way they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive. For the grace of God has appeared, that are his very own, eager to do what is good. These, then, are the things you should teach, encourage and rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone <clears throat> despise you. Chapter 3. Remind the people to subject to rulers and authority, to be obedient to the... Uh, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authority, to be obedient to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always be gentle towards everyone. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become become heirs having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. And I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone, but avoid foolish controversies and and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law because these are unprofitable and useless. Warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time. There's a B right here. Warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. You may be sure that such people are wrapped, warped, warped. You may be sure that such people are warped and sinful. They are self-condemned. As soon as I send Artemis or (laughs) Taichikas him, As soon as I send them to you, do your best to come to me at Nicopolis because I have decided to winter there. Do everything you can to help Zenas the lawyer, and Apollos on their way, to see that they have everything they need. Our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order to provide for urgent needs and not to unproductive lives. Mm-mm, what have I said? Our Verse 14, our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order to provide for urgent needs and to live And not live unproductive lives. Everyone with me sends you greetings. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. And that's the book of Titus. That's the end. Literally 16 minutes. (laughs) Ah, Yeah. I'm going to pause first. I'm going to read it again. Personally alone. Okay, bye. I was rereading the the letter to Titus from Paul in the good news translations that I see like if there's any simple terms that I have missed from the like um, heavy English, it's not really heavy English but it's like sometimes it's just complex sometimes when I read the NIV and the NASB um, so the good news translation even though it's sometimes off in a couple of places i don't know because it's what i have right now um i'm going to read it again to see if like if i understand if i understood it the first time after reading the niv version if i understood it the right way anyway i'm just going to read the goodness translation <laughs> it's simple okay Titus chapter 1 from Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I was chosen and sent to help the faith of God's chosen people and to lead them to the truth taught by our religion, which is based on the hope for eternal life. God, who does not lie, promised us this life before the beginning of time, and at the right time he revealed it in his message. This was entrusted to me, and I proclaim it by order of God our Savior. I write to Titus, my true son, in the faith that we have in common. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Saviour give you grace and peace. I left you in Crete so that you could put in order the things that still needed doing and appoint church leaders in every town. Remember my instructions. An elder must be blameless, an elder must be blameless. He must have only one wife and his children must be believers and not have the reputation of being wild and disobedient. For since a church leader is in charge of God's work, he should be blameless. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered, or a drunkard or violent or greedy for money. He must be hospitable and love what is good. He must be self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firmly to the message which can be trusted and which agrees with the doctrine. In this way, he will be able to encourage others with a true teaching and also to show the error of those who are opposed to it. For there are many, especially converts from Judaism, who rebel and deceive others with their nonsense. It is necessary to stop their talk because they are upsetting whole families by teaching what they should not and all for the shameful purpose of making money. It was Cretan himself. One of their own prophets who spoke the truth when he said, Cretans are always liars, wicked beasts, and lazy gluttons. For this reason, you must rebuke them sharply so that they may have a healthy faith and no longer hold on to Jewish legends and to human commands which come from people who have rejected the truth. Everything is pure to those who are themselves pure, but nothing is pure. To those who are defiled and unbelieving, for their minds and consciences, consciences have been defiled. They claim that they know God, but their actions deny it. They are hateful and disobedient and fit and not fit to do anything good. Titus chapter two. But you must teach what agrees with sound doctrine. Instruct the older men to be sober, sensible, and self-controlled, to be sound in their faith, love, and endurance. In the same way, instruct the older women to behave as women should, who live a holy life. They, sh- they must not be slanderers or slaves to wine. They must teach what is good, in order to train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, And to be good housewives who submit to their husbands so that no one will speak evil of the message that comes from God. In the same way, urge the young men to be self-controlled. In all things, you yourselves must be an example of good behavior. Be sincere and serious in your teaching. Use sound words that cannot be criticized so that your enemies may be put to shame by not having anything bad to say about us. Slaves are to submit to their masters and please them in all things. They must not answer them back or steal from them. Instead, they must show that they are always good and faithful, so as to bring credit to the teaching about God, our Savior, in all they do. For God has revealed his grace for the salvation of the whole human race. But grace instructs us to give up ungodly living and worldly possessions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this world, as we wait for the blessed day we hope for, and the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will appear. He gave himself for us to rescue us from all wickedness and to make us a pure people who belong to him alone and are eager to do good. Teach these things, and use your full authority as you encourage and rebuke your hearers. Let none of them look down on you. Titus chapter 3. Remind your people to submit to rulers and authority, to obey them, and to be ready to do good in every way. Tell them not to speak evil of anyone, but to be peaceful and friendly. And always to show a gentle attitude towards everyone. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient and wrong. We were slaves to passions and pleasures of all kinds. We spent our lives in malice and envy. Others hated us and we hated them. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior was revealed, He saved us. It was not because of any good deeds that we ourselves had done, but because of his own mercy that he saved us through the holy spirit who gives us new birth a new life by washing us god poured out the holy spirit abundantly on us through jesus christ our savior so that by his grace we might be put right with god and come into possession of the eternal life we hope for this is a true saying i want you to give special emphasis to these matters So that those who believe in God may be concerned with giving their time to doing good deeds which are good and useful for everyone but avoid stupid arguments long lists of ancestors quarrels and fights about the law they are useless and worthless give at least two warnings to those who cause division and then have nothing more to do with them you know that such people are corrupt and their sins prove that they are wrong. When I send Artemis and Taikikas to you, do your best to come to me in Nicopolis, because I have decided to spend the winter there. Do your best to help Zenas the lawyer and Apollos to get started on their travels. Do your best to help Zenas the lawyer and Apollos to get started on their travels. To see to it that they have everything they need. Our people must learn to spend their time doing good in order to provide for real needs. They should not live useless lives. All who are with me send you greetings. Give our greetings to our friends in the faith. God's grace be with you all. That's it. (laughs) Eight minutes. (laughs) Eight minutes reading. Reading the letter to Titus from Paul. <sighs> so that was the good news translation. Um, just like, in it a face value, just from just reading it, I don't see anything off. But there was something different that I read in the good news translation that I saw translated differently in the NIV. So one thing about the NIV that I heard people talk about um, scholars those people who have studied these things and they know the translations which words and stuff like that all that so they say like um, some translators use common language like just the common speech that is currently being spoken just so that people can actually understand with a common language how what the Bible says right but sometimes you find that that common language has been used also in a different and negative or even wrong way. And so sometimes when me as a Christian in this 21st century is reading the Bible, I am interpreting it as I usually interpret those words um, currently. Like for example, the religion. Religion has been made to be this negative thing in my 21st century world, right? When somebody is religious, that's like negative, right? And there are places in the Bible where even Jesus, in the New Testament, where even Jesus talks about the religious people. And Jesus is not saying like everyone who believes in God and follows what God teaches is a bad person. Jesus was talking about the teachers of the law. Those were the ones who are called religious people. But then Jesus also called self righteous. Meaning they thought that by doing what God tells them to do and adding on to that, not only doing what God, because even the fact that they were adding on to God's teaching, that means they were failing to do what God told them to do. You know, um, when I mean, when I say like, By them doing what God tells them to do. I mean like. I want to use the word ritual. Like the ritual sacrifices. Just because I have. Brought a pure lamb. To the church. You know. I My life has. I have not been living a good life. I've been envious of people. I've been looking down on other people. But then just because I've been. Doing the um annual sacrifices and i'm I'm allowed to enter the synagogue and the temple things like that it's like i'm now self-righteous i feel like i now i'm made right with god because you know i've done the right the ritual god i've prayed twice in the morning so i'm a good person right i mean god I've been so generous and you see these clothes that don't fit me anymore. I've given it to the needy. How amazing am I? Am I not doing God's work? Not self-righteousness because I think by doing is what makes me righteous. And even Paul says like, we're not made righteous by what our righteous acts, our deeds, our good deeds. No. That's not what gave us salvation. Jesus, his grace is what has saved us. You know? So that's, that's. I was given an example of like the common language that some translations, like the good news translation, makes it simple for me to understand because it uses words that I currently use. Um, but sometimes that's also, um, it takes away sometimes from what the author actually meant sometimes. Sometimes, and I'm speaking as somebody who is not a a scholar. I'm not as uh, I'm not even close. I'm not saying that in a negative. Like uh. (laughs) I mean, like I'm not even close to being a scholar. I'm not even studying to be a scholar. Anyway, I'm not a teacher of the Bible in that like I know everything. So now I'm teaching. No. I'm just saying I've listened to people who have read and studied these things you know and by these things I mean like the original text in its original language and they are aware of the context of what was happening at the time and so even when they are teaching or preach, no, no mostly teaching so when they are preaching that's what they are referring to and they go into detail by the way this and this is what was happening at the time. That's why Paul uses this exact word. You see, when Paul quotes, the, says like a prophet of Crete, Paul is not talking about that he, that was God sent prophet. No. That was somebody in Crete who they listened to, you know, a philosopher. Because you see, even there's a footnote saying actually this person, Epi for somebody, um, was a philosopher of Crete. And what he said, now, quote, Paul, Paul, doesn't mean like everything this philosopher said I agree with. You no, know, Paul just quotes a part of that thing, quotes something that this guy said, and says actually you see even your own guy, your own prophet, your own philosopher has said this, and this is true. This thing that he has said right here about you guys being these type of people, that's true. So, um, before while I was read, I would read not. Titus I haven't read Titus I've only read Titus today (laughs) another letter you know or book in the bible and I see somebody quote something I wouldn't actually see it as a quote I would just see it as them saying something and they're like okay uh huh." so you endorse this person okay so this is you speaking Paul but the other places that are actually not as as clear by clear I mean like it doesn't been stated outright like i'm quoting a crit philosopher i'm quoting a crit prophet you know but there's just a quote but it's in it's actually in quotes but it's like and 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 the person just quotes that and continues and so when i'm reading i'm reading it as his words but there's something that in that in that that i can find like in other books that are also not in the bible those people who have studied this you know they they know these things like not everyone because some people use what they know and they twist the knowledge to deceive others so again we are going back to sound doctrine right just because i'm knowledgeable in an area doesn't mean i am using that knowledge in the right way i can deceive somebody with the knowledge i have just because i've read titus twice now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i can quote it i can't but i if i can quote it from front to recite it from without reading anywhere and i know every single word and whatever it doesn't mean i understand it fully and and even with an understanding it doesn't mean that i'm what i'm teaching is true just because i know it fully i don't know if it's are making sense because it depends on my character and that is I, I see that that's something Paul is saying here. Bye! <laughs> oh, I love my family. Um, so um I was saying, even Paul is talking about the characters of the church elders, right? Make sure who you're picking is in is has has these um character traits. Them as a person, not what they are showing off in public, no, them as a person. There are people who are truly following god's word and they understand that we are saved not by our righteous acts not but not by our good deeds but by the grace of god and that's what they're preaching they're not preaching because of their selfishness and want for money they're not like all these things right so just because somebody's knowledgeable doesn't mean that what they teach is right just because i have the right words and i can argue the right nini use the nini how i have the right arguments and stuff like doesn't mean that how i live my actual life is in line with what god tell how god tells me to live right you know it's different it's different actions speak louder than words i think that's even what i'm saying here my character what oh that's one of our dogs i was like what how come our dogs are not barking at that dog, son of ours? Okay. So I was talking about like the common language, right? That some translations use, choose to use so that um, it's easy to understand, fast read. Let me just say that, right? I don't have to say like, wow, this, this sentence has been structured in a way that it's so... It's not the, the normal way I speak, you know? It's so long. Why don't you just shorten it? And oh my God. <gasps> what is this? What is this? <sighs> oh, Jesus. I keep the animals and the two creepy crawlies that are in this place. <sighs> Have I killed it? I wasn't intending on killing you. I think it's still alive. It's like a caterpillar of some sort. But it's those hairy ones. Oh, man. I don't like the hairy ones. Sometimes these hairy ones make you, like, start itching because of their too fuzz, the two hairs. I don't know. Something in them makes your skin start itching. The last time I felt that I was so young. Actually, that's wrong. I think it's, like, some years back, um, there was, like, a, car. like, a, I wanted to say a pandemic. No, it's not funny. Um, there was like a a huge okay, so many, so many of these two hairy caterpillars were being fruitful and multiplying, <laughs> and so if you weren't careful, you know, you would start itching, and you would realize, yo, it's because of I touched this place, and this caterpillar was there. Anyway, um. Was like a distraction. It probably fell from this tree I'm sitting under, but I'm still going to sit here. Um, I was talking about the common language. So yeah. So example religion. I I noticed in the Good News translation. In chapter one, Titus chapter one, verse one. From Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, I was chosen and sent to help the faith of God's chosen people and to lead them to the truth taught by our religion, verse 2, which is based on the hope of eternal life. Right? Okay. So the NIV says this, and I'm highlighting the religion part. The NIV says this. Paul, um, Titus chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, that leads to godliness, verse 2, in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time, and then he continues, and which now, at his appointed season, he has brought to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the Savior, by the command of God our Savior. So, Paul has not used the word, um, not Paul, the NIV has not translated, I'm not sure which word, which Greek or, um, which Greek word was used there, because a huge chunk of the New Testament is written in Greek, so I'm not sure if it's Greek or if it's Hebrew or if it's Aramaic, I'm not sure which language has been used by Paul to write this letter to Titus, but chapter 1 verse 1, NIV chose to translate whichever word is used there to godliness. The truth that leads, their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. So it's not just that they know the truth. It's that it, it, it transforms their lives to godly lives, right? That's what I was saying. Actions speak louder than words. So it's just not just because you know it here in your head. No. How are you how are your actions, right? Okay. So anyway, that's not Paul's point. Paul's point is like <sighs> I am a servant of God and an apostle of Christ Jesus. You know. I've been sent to father the faith of God's elect, God's chosen people, and their knowledge of The truth that leads to godliness. Again, Good News Translation says, I was chosen and sent to help the faith of God's chosen people and to lead them to the truth taught by our religion. The truth that leads to godliness, that's NIV. The truth taught by our religion. You see, right now, I'm not like an English teacher or like, um, I don't hold like a doctorate, an English doctorate, if there's anything like that. So if it's the same thing, but said in different words, that's great. But right now, I don't know that I'm just seeing two different ways that this part has been translated, chosen to be translated by two different, um, translators that's what i was saying sometimes when when the when the original letter in its original language and context is is um is translated in the common day-to-day language sometimes it loses its originality like the weight right i wouldn't have by reading it with my understanding, my current understanding of religion, I wouldn't have seen what Paul was saying was godliness. Because if I even see the King James translation, that's some something else that I, I see. If one translation is off, contradicting with another, not really contradicting, but using different terms, I try to look at the other translations and versions I have, that I have downloaded, so that I, so that I see... Um, if there's a, like a huge chunk of translators that have used something similar. And not just any translators, you know. Uh, translators who who are... Um, who are... Wow, that's my stomach. I haven't eaten breakfast and I'm thinking about bread. I've been thinking about bread. <laughs> uh, okay, Um, I'm going to eat, so it's fine. I wanted to say like reputable translators who have sound doctrine, not just any translate translation, something like the passion translation is just. I don't know. I don't know what to use. That's just somebody who decided to translate their own, put their own. No, no, how Paul is saying these 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 jewish in 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 context with what paul is writing to titus they're saying that some people some jewish people who are bringing in human commands and human teachings just because of their selfish um selfish wants like mostly because of their greed for money um an example of the that's that's un, like just that i'll just remove the word jewish and put in like the passion translation there the passion translation and i'm so sure there are others which are like these that's just somebody who has decided to translate and it's public this is public meaning somebody can access this book people have bought these bibles somebody decided I have my own teachings and and I use my own lingo when I'm preaching and teaching. And since this is bringing me money and it's the current language being used right now, I'm going to take advantage of that and I'm going to translate my own version of the Bible, make it public for anyone so that when I am teaching my, my, my current teachings, Whether I have misunderstood the Bible intentionally or not, and sometimes it's intentionally because some of these teachers are just, I think I'm rambling because it it itches, in any itch, in a wrong way, like these caterpillars and their hairs. I feel like these false teachers are like these two hairy caterpillars. The moment they touch your skin, you just itch. They're irritating, Literally. Just the moment the hairs touch your skin, it irritates you. That's what Paul is saying. If it's not sound doctrine and somebody else is bringing in a false teaching, it disrupts God's household. It itches. That's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling irritated because these things are public. (sighs) And you find people quoting these translations. Again, I'm not somebody... Like, I don't have authority to to speak on which translation is, like, I can't rank them. But I am mature enough, as a 27, turning 28 this month, (laughs) as a 28, I'm just going to say 28 now, as a 28-year-old lady who I believe is mature and can understand when something is off, Right, I have a right to speak on what I, on what is contrary to what is taught in the Bible, because I am a believer of Christ, and we are told to witness. To witness about Christ. That's who I am. I am one of the witnesses sent. And Paul here is saying, to rebuke. He says it so well. Um, to rebuke these teachings and these people so that their faith can now be healthy not that I am rebuking you because I am right and you're wrong and you'll forever be wrong and so I have like a way like I'm, I'm like I've one-upped you in a way no the reason for the rebuke is so that you change from your false doctrine to now you have healthy and sound doctrine. So it's important to point these things out, you know, like this is not okay. This is not what the Bible is teaching and why is it in the Bible? Who is this person? What type of translation is this? I need to be aware. I can't be irritated. I'm just fuming inside. I can't even breathe, right? it irritates me it irritates me anyway anyway so I don't even know what this is going to be this felt like recording so for example the religion thing right I don't even have more to say about that my point is religion the word religion on its own is not offensive When I read in context and I understand, okay, yeah, Christianity is a religion, okay, I understand that. It has its beliefs and it's founded on Christ, you know. When somebody understands the sound doctrine that Christianity teaches, and Christianity is a family of believers, brothers and sisters, followers of our Messiah, Christ Jesus, right? I am not Christ. I am not Christ. Christianity doesn't preach that I am Christ and every believer is Christ. No. That's another thing that these false teachers are bringing into God's Word, teaching that we are Christ. This is the nonsense that Paul is talking about. I'm feeling irritated. There are some things that I listen to and I'm like and there are people you read the comments and people are so swept up by this false teaching because they want to like need, to like they need their ego. oh my God, I'm Christ. I am Christ. I'm not a servant to God. no 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 no. I am God. And you think that's what Jesus came and told you? God himself came to tell you that you are God. No, 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 you did not need saving because you can save yourself. Is that what Jesus came and taught? Jesus rebuked people and he rebuked them so that they could repent. You're rebuking to repent for repentance. Jesus did not rebuke so that he like, like he feels like he fuels his ego. No, For God so loved the world that he gave, he sent his one and only son. He gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him, whoever, whoever. They are not at like a chosen group of people who like, these are the only people who are going to be saved and everyone else is out. No, no. I am saved right now, there's somebody who's not saved. When I witness Christ to them, and God works in their heart, we're told that the Holy Spirit is the one who washes us. The water of life, he's the one who washes us. And the Holy Spirit does his work in that person, you know? Then, now they become part of the chosen. It's not like forever and ever God decided these are the people who are going to be chosen. God knew who would be saved, god knows the present the future and the past he's everywhere you know he's in the present as i speak he knows of the present he is god the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end right so of course god knows who are the people who will believe but when i come to the present that person doesn't currently believe in me but god knows i'm going to chase you down everyone i'm going to chase you down I'm going to chase everyone down and they will make the choice of whether to believe in me. So in the, in the present and which is now my current future of my past. Okay. In the future, God knows that I chased this person down with my full love, full love, all my love. I chased this person down. I revealed myself to them. They had my word. I never gave up on them, but they gave up on me. That's why they're not here right now with me. Jesus talks about there are people who we are going to sit at the table and we're going to feast, have a feast, enjoy, rest in him. But there are those who are going to deny him. And they're not going to experience that. That's not being part of the chosen. No. No. It's because it's true. Jesus speaks because he is Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He knows Who is going to believe in me after I've chased them down and who is not going to? So the people who argue like, how can a good loving God send people to hell? It's not God who has sent them to hell. You have sent yourself to hell. You've made your choice. It's like the quote, you made your bed. now, Now rest in it, sleep on it or something. You're the one who made your bed. It's not. I have the Bible with me, right? I've had the Bible with me ever since I was young, to be honest. And I've never read the book of Titus. I'm not condemning myself, I'm just stating a fact. I've never read the book of Titus, the letter to Titus, right? Never. Probably I've had somebody quote it, but. Okay. I mean from one year in one year out the other. And in my twenty-eighth year, that's when I've decided to read. So there's somebody who, whether they have heard about the good news or they haven't, they are going to receive Christ in their twenty eighth year. As I speak, there are people who are now believing in Jesus and are being saved. They are fully surrendered now as I speak and they had never done that. Did that mean that does that mean that they were not chosen before? Is that what it means? I'm talking about these people who believe like they just like a chosen people and forever, 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 those are the chosen ones. I don't know if I've worded it correctly. Like it's like this group we are the chosen. Anyone else is not the chosen. It's like, do you really read the Bible? And I'm not, I'm not, speak- I'm not trying to, to to say this as somebody at the, I know it all. But just from reading this, these three chapters of Titus, one, the Bible has been, the good news has been preached. And that's exactly what Paul starts with, right? Paul starts by preaching the good news about Jesus our savior, about him, him, his grace saving me, not my righteous deeds. Paul, in this, in this three page book, Paul tells us how Christians should live and even more so how our elders, those who are looking up to, the, shep- the shepherds of the flock, I don't know what other name they are called, I don't know. The for overseers. The pastors and the priests. How their conduct should be. And if it's not like that then you're you're dealing with a with a with a wolf in sheep clothing. You're dealing with a false teacher. If that's if the if if my pastor doesn't fit this description, you know In Titus chapter 1 verse 6, an elder must be blameless, faithful to his wife, a man whose children believe and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer manages God's household, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain, aka shamani or fame or anything. That is personal gain and dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy and disciplined. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught. Not that I am coming up with new doctrine or oh, this new revelation that I've received from God. You know what? What Titus, what the letter to Titus, in what Paul meant, Paul didn't mean money when he said dishonest gain. Even though Paul actually says like these people who are just following money. No, 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 that's not what Paul said. Paul talks about cryptocurrency. <laughs> I'm laughing, but there are people who are doing this. There are people who are doing this. They're using the knowledge of Scripture. And I'm not in their heads or minds to understand if they actually understand the Scripture, but from how they're living it, clearly they don't. Because if you understand it, you have the fear of God. If you truly read it, you you there's that fear of God that is instilled in you and the Holy Spirit constantly convicts you when you're wrong. It looks like they don't have conviction. They, it's like they have just fallen off they have turned to another path they are blinded and you're like this person is teaching this and there are other people who are claiming to be christians and i'm reading the comments because clearly that's where I'm, I'm seeing all these things on the internet online i'm reading the comments and people are like yes you're the one that the revealed revelation new revelation new revelation do you even know what revelation is like Paul is saying there is a message a doctrine that has been taught and will should continue to be taught the same doctrine should continue to be taught anybody else who adds things to it that I'm supposed to pray not to Jesus but to another human red flag red flag that I am Christ, I'm the same as Christ, I didn't need saving, I don't need rebuke, red flag, I can manifest things into my reality and it's a preacher teaching me this, hmm. I don't need God, I don't need God, I don't need to pray to God. No, I can just manifest it. Think positive thoughts, positive vibes, positive energy. It's me. I'm not stuck. I have literally locked myself in a cell that forces me. If I don't, forces me to think that because I don't have this, it's because I have not done the right thing. I have not done. I have not done. What does that take us back to? The law. That takes us back to the law. It's my deeds that are going to save me. That's my deeds and my positive thoughts and whatever that are going to manifest this thing in my life. And if I don't have that, there's some I heard yesterday. I was and I'm like, oh my gosh, Somebody talking about the tithe, and saying, you know what? No, actually, the Bible teaches that the tithe is about money management. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Jesus talking about no the like the Bible talking about the tithe, God talking about tithing, is about money management. That's actually what the Bible teaches. And I'm like. Mm. I'm like, I'm sorry, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. I don't know why I'm ranting today. I just, I, one, let me just mention this. A Christian talking about the universe. Okay, we're talking about the common language. These are things that moving forward, these false prophets are going to put in the Bible. I'm just saying, if we're trying to simplify the Bible, just for that commoners like me can understand, I don't have an issue with that personally as a Christian, as a Christ believer, a follower of Jesus. I don't mind that. Just don't remove the context of what the Bible is talking about. Don't change Jesus' words to fit your common language. Don't make the Bible hip. That means the Bible will constantly be changing and the word of God does not change. So if I'm reading a word of God that is constantly changing, that's not the word of God. That's corrupted. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the universe. I'm like a Christian. I'm a Christian, and I'm saying, you know, what the universe gives you. And I'm like, I hear people say, like, you know, the universe brings things to you. And then I let her say, and then I pray to God. (sighs) Which God are you talking about? The God who made the universe? Are you talking about the universe, the stars that are blowing up and dying? you're talking about those stars, those stars that can't even control themselves when it comes, like by control I mean they can't even live forever. Those stars that are blowing up, disintegrating and even falling as, that that rocks are falling as asteroids here on those stars, that you're, you're praying to those stars, you're praying to a tree. The tree is part of the universe, The air and breathing is part of the universe, the clouds are part of the universe, the planets are part of the universe, the endless, 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 endless um, space is part of the universe. So the universe that was created, not the creator, it's not the creator, the universe that was created is the one that's bringing things to you. It can't even, it doesn't have power over itself. This tree, God made it a tree. It made it a specific type of tree. I'm looking at pointing at a tree in front of me. But the tree itself cannot change its form. The tree itself, it. I'm praying to this tree, but the tree itself cannot change its form. But I think in my mind, in my human mind, that's supposed to be more intelligent than this tree. In my human mind, I have forced myself to understand that me praying to this universe that was created that cannot change its form and by changing form I don't mean like the star was once there and now it's asteroid and the asteroid is now has fallen on the ground and now it's mineral rock and that mineral, that's not the form I'm saying, I'm saying intentionally changing form and the universe and the, the the star saying, you know what I'm changing myself to now a unicorn I'm a unicorn now purposely changing form purposely saying I'm no longer the universe, the entire world is going to disintegrate today because I've decided that today, today I am a, I am, I am part of the Benton universe, the entire reality is changing today, we're just going to see cartoon characters moving around, it can't do that, it cannot do that, it can't, And if i'm a christian i i don't mind other people saying that if they're not christians because they're not living in truth that's (laughs) facts people talk about respect you need to respect other people but when it comes to christianity why are you not respecting my stand you want me to respect yours why are you not respecting my stand when i call but God has t- given me truth. When I call the gospel truth, you don't respect that, do you? You don't. You tell me that I am wrong and I am being irresponsible to my neighbor. The, and you quote Jesus, love your neighbor. But what Jesus meant by love, Jesus meant even rebuking. But no, I don't want the negative part because negative energy, you know what I mean? Nah, nah, Jesus was not all about the negative energy. Jesus was like a hippie who was like cool with everybody. Jesus who called people brood of vipers, the same Jesus who rebuked his own disciple because the words that he was speaking were corrupted by Satan, away from me, Satan. That Jesus, that Jesus is the one who will sit here and listen to you praying to a universe that he created. John chapter 1 verse 1. Let me just read that. John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and I'm talking about as a Christian. Somebody else who is not believing in the good news is not a Christian a Christ follower. Faithful Christ follower. Because even the last, there are some studies I did, a study I did where people are calling Jesus, Lord, Lord, did we not do all this in your name? And Jesus say, away from me. I never knew you, you evil doers. Just because I use the label, Christian, do my actions and my life Actually tell the story that I'm a Christian? Do I need to tell people actually I'm a Christian by the way? By the way, I'm a Christian. Or does how I live my actions? And I'm not perfect. I'm not speaking as a perfect person. I'm just saying if truth is truth, if I've fallen off from truth, then I've fallen off from truth. But truth is truth. Even Paul here is saying, once we were foolish people who are being enslaved enslaved by passions and things of the world. Even Paul says that. He's not speaking as a perfect person. He's speaking as a person who has gone through that has gone through it and now realizes, yo, this is truth. Right? So that's saying Jesus will sit here and listen to me pray to a universe that he created. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him. So this word is a him. Through him, all things were made. Without him, this and the people, preachers who teach, you see, the word has power. Your word has power. Your word can create, manifest your things into reality. Your word, you see the beginning, the word was creating things. The word is Jesus, the living word. I am not the word. The words I'm speaking, this is not what John is talking about. Context. And if, again, I'm speaking to myself because it's so easy to be deceived by people who have so much knowledge, but their knowledge is useless because they're teaching false teachings with that knowledge. Just because I have so much words to, to use, Greek words, Latin, and I understand whatever and whatever, whatever, doesn't mean I'm. I'm teaching the right thing. The word here is logos. The logo. There are so many people who hear, and the Greek word here used is logos, and logos. And then you hear the interpretation of that word, and then I'm like, what? And I'm going through their channel, and the reason that they have interpreted that is so that they can sell their book that they've written about this, it's so that they can sell a course. This is the things that Paul is talking about. This is the dishonest gain. Oh, my gosh. It's irritating. It's irritating. (sighs) In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Even the universe. Is that what you're saying, John? Holy Spirit, is that what you meant? Even the universe without Christ? The universe does not exist. Could not exist. Sorry. You get me. Huh? Nanini. <laughs> I've been so so like I'm again I'm speaking to myself because literally last year, last year, it didn't hit me like what this guy was saying was not false. Because he would bring in the God's word and then merge it with his own teaching, and then more of God's word, and then his own teaching, and then later I'm sitting back and looking at this massive his his work, and I'm like, what? This is another gospel. I have been following this. I was I have been listening to this person. I don't think I've ever mentioned that person, or even quoted from that person ever. But I mean, those people who are follow online and listen to them, right? That's what I'm saying. It's so easy to be deceived if I don't know the truth, right? That's why I have. I thank God that He has literally have been telling me to read His word, and I and it has made me to want to read His word because the more I know the truth, the more I just want to have more of the truth, you know? Just. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> uh, verse 4 in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind in him in jesus was life and that life was the light of all mankind the light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it Uh, excuse me verse 9 The true light that gives light, the true light that gives light, the true light. Meaning there's some false light going around, shining, shining in my heart or in in online or whatever, in church. That is false. We're told that the devil can disguise himself as an angel of light. Light. So John here is saying the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. nor of human decision or human's will, but born of God. This is the rebirth that Paul is talking about in Timothy, that the Holy Spirit, we are born again. We are born, the children of God, right? Born of God, verse 14. And somebody will use that and say, you see, if we are born of God, then we are gods. Amen. (sighs) Amen. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Verse fourteen, the word became flesh. So you, the person who reads John chapter one, verse one to to like say verse 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 four, no no verse three, actually verse two. <laughs> John chapter one, verse one to two, and pauses there and tells people like your words have power. You see, your words can create through through your words through the word. Your words can create. And we see right here in verse 14, me as a Christian, I just listen to that. My pastor preached that. And then I go home and I start speaking into my reality, speaking words, positiveness, words into my reality. And I haven't even read even chapter one of John to, to listen. And even the, the third verse, to understand the word is a hymn. It's not my words. It's not like I'm giving birth to sons through my speech. And I'm saying sons because him, sons, male people. I don't know where this is going. Verse 14 says, The word became flesh. I should then go back to my past and say, Pasi, by the way, Pasi, I read about, I read John chapter 1. And no, 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 no no, I am. I've been sent by God. I've been sent. Do not, do not watch um, God's elect. I don't even know what these people say. That that these crazy things that people just take out of context, as, context, and just uh, do not do what one of God's. I mean, you. I'm reading from the same book you're reading, by the way, Percy. And verse 14 says that the Word became flesh. Are you telling me I'm giving birth to, to what? No, 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 no flesh means physical (laughs) i'm not making fun i'm not making fun i don't know if this is wrong flesh means physical okay you need to understand you need to have the mind to understand like me you know flesh means physical so you're giving birth to you're manifesting physically (laughs) ah You're manifesting physically. It doesn't mean like human flesh. No, 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 no. You don't have the spirit in you to, um, to what? To discern. Just because you're using the words used in the Bible doesn't mean you're using them correctly, my guy, you know? Verse 14, the word, John says, Jesus became flesh. Jesus, the word, the same word that was speaking to Moses and, and to Abraham. Actually, I was talking about Abraham, the same word. The word of the word of the Lord spoke to Abraham in Genesis chapter 15. Let me just go there a little bit. Genesis chapter 15. Amen. Genesis chapter 15. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. This is Jesus. Passi. There are some things that you have off here. I need to rebuke you on these things man you're teaching the wrong thing and the rebuke leads to repent should lead to repentance so that you now preach sound teaching you know what I mean kidogo kidogo yeah so Genesis chapter 15 we see the word of the Lord this is the same word John is talking about in John chapter 1 That word of the Lord that spoke to Abraham Abraham, is the same word that became flesh in John chapter 1 verse 14. The same word that created through him. Verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. You know. It continues and talks about Jesus. Jesus is this grace and truth. For the law, verse 17, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. If I just continue reading, I'll understand that, yo, what John is talking about is this. Ah, grace and truth. Okay. Grace and truth came through Jesus. Jesus is the word. Uh Oh, wow. Uh I get it. You know? But I'm not just reading a verse and posing then, just formulating my own ideologies and teachings from just two verses and thinking that I understand nah no mm -mm, mm -mm. you know so I think I should just wrap anyway I was even talking about like the universe and stuff like that you're telling me that that Jesus you're praying to God if you're a if I'm a Christian and I'm praying to God I'm praying to Jesus right Jesus will sit there. Jesus is here with me, listening to me pray to him. And I'm praying. Oh, Jesus, I'm praying that the universe brings uh, the things that I'm manifesting, that the universe brings them closer to me, to my reality. Jesus is like, you mean the universe I created? The winds that are blowing uh, that universe? You mean you're praying that that universe brings you things? What, what energy exactly are you talking about? You're talking... Okay. 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 You mean the world that functions the way I made it to function? Instead of praying to me and believing in me, you're believing in what I made? How different is that from, from idol worship, June? June, how different is that if you're idolizing the universe and I've told you, you shall you shall make no like you sh- you don't you should not have idols you should not pray to idols they are worthless they are rocks I made them I know what they are they are rocks they are dead by dead is not that they were once living uh uh-uh. uh they cannot see they cannot hear you're praying to a universe that cannot see cannot hear sorry B you're part of the universe but at least you know that you the work that you're doing is God's. <sighs> okay, I think I need to stop ranting now. So I was even talking about religion. That's I've given an example of all those things, right? To say when I read the Good News Translation, I actually underst- I I did not understand it in the first reading that it was talking about godliness. Because the religion that God that the religion of Christianity we're told to be holy, just as Christ is holy. God is holy, and we're not not our deeds. Uh-uh. The holiness comes from us, recognizes that we have been made holy in Christ. It's because of what Christ did that makes me holy. We, are, we see that even um, Paul. I'm not sure where we're, Paul is talking about the Holy Spirit and that's been. I think it's chapter two. We see that we are we are washed by the Holy Spirit, right? baptized afresh but i mean but like baptized in the holy spirit because we worship in the spirit this spirit not in just any spirit worship in this spirit and in truth so the spirit is the one who renews us right okay so we see i was talking about spirit okay 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 we see that we're made holy in christ right it's what christ did and we also even to like also add to that we see that like christ is the one who washes us washes us who cleanses me and makes me blameless we see that in ephesians we read that in john um john chapter where, where jesus is talking about the vine and the branches and verse three he talks about um you have already made you clean. By my word, I have already made you clean. It's Jesus who makes me clean. I don't make myself clean. We even see here, I just want to find that part, that the Holy Spirit, we are told that we, Jesus cleanses us for himself. For himself. Just like in Ephesians where we are told like, um submit, submit, Wives submit to your husbands, and then husbands loves your wives, just as Christ loved the church and made and 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 washed her. In the word, oh, do, 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 do. Ephesians chapter five, verse twenty-one. I I remember that because I've read it a couple of times. Okay, verse twenty-five. Husbands loves your love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, making her holy, cleansing her. By washing with water through the word. And the water is the Holy Spirit. Right? Making her holy. I'm made holy by Christ. I don't make myself holy. So even the holy life that Jesus is asking me to live is because he's telling me to walk. Walk in spirit. Walk in the spirit. The steps that he has already ordained for me to walk in. Me listening to the spirit, the spirit guiding me. June, take this step, take this step. That's me. It's him making me holy if I obey him, right? <sighs> Amen. To make her holy, husbands love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. Right? Did I let me finish? I haven't. I don't think I finished reading that through the word and to present her to himself to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless so even in titus when i'm reading in titus i'm scrolling titus i want to find that part where we see um the rebirth and the holy spirit let me see let me see Aha. Uh-huh okay titus chapter 3 verse 4 but when the kindness and love of god our savior appeared he saved us not because of righteous things we had done but because of his mercy he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the spirit whom he poured out on us generously through jesus christ our savior so that having been justified by his grace the grace and truth that John in John talks about, right? I've come from reading the word. Um, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Right? So even in John chapter, I think it's John chapter 17, six, 17 verse 17. I remember it rhymes. John 17, 17. Amen. We see... Um, Jesus is praying to God. This is before his his, his um, arrest and crucifixion, right? Jesus is praying to God and he's saying, John 17, 17, Sanctify them. This is the cleansing that we're talking about, right? Sanctify them. Make them holy. It's the same thing. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. The word of God. And Jesus is the living word. It's all connected. You know? As you send me into the world, world, okay, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself. That, uh, that they too may be truly sanctified. You see? It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I want to see where uh, Paul is talking about also, it's John chapter, the vine and the branches, John chapter 15. I am the vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Verse three: You are already clean because of the word. Of the word, sorry, I wanted to say word. <laughs> you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you, the word that Jesus speaks. He is the one who makes me clean. Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself; it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me, right? It's beautiful because this truth that sanctify them by, your, by, by the truth and your word is truth. It's the same truth. John chapter 1 verse, verse 14, I was reading and it says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the Father, full of grace, the grace that sanctifies me, the grace that, that, that makes me holy, and the truth, the same truth that sanctifies me and makes me holy and saves me. So by understanding this now, and I'm reading Titus chapter 1, you know, Titus chapter 1 verse, verse um, 1. NIV, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. The word, the truth that sanctifies me, the truth that leads to godliness, holiness. It's the same thing, right? Now I'm reading the the, um, good news translation from Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ i was chosen and sent to help the faith of god's chosen people and to lead them to the truth taught by our religion and to lead them to the truth taught by our religion you see it it has left out something i feel like it has left out something I understand what they, they the, by religion they weren't intending on religion to mean be negative actually I'm not even focusing on that because the current understanding my 21st century mind understands religion as this negative thing I don't want to be a part of right this religious people religion 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 it has been made so um um kitu kali sour and uh, it's just you know So, if I understand that the truth that leads to godliness, sanctify them. I'm sanctified by God's truth, God's word, and God's word is truth. Right? And that's what even King James has said. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after God's righteousness. Doesn't say taught by our religion. It emphasizes that this truth is after God's righteousness, and I understand if I if I have an, a, a, a like a, a sound understanding of what religion means if it's used in the Bible in a good context, not at the religious people like the religion where that Christianity is. You know, the Christianity teaches godliness teaches the truth. When I say Christianity, Christianity, there's a beautiful bird that has flown here. When I say Christianity teaches godliness, it's me saying Christianity teaches truth because this truth is after godliness. It's the truth that sanctifies, teaches the word of God and the word is Jesus. So if my church, if me, if my pastor if any teacher is not teaching jesus is not teaching the word that leads to godliness the word that sanctifies that's not the christian religion so i'm not i'm not i'm not like bashing king the goodness translation it's just that i'm saying i understand if that's what they meant by our religion um i was chosen um titus chapter one verse one be. <laughs> I was chosen and sent to help the faith of God's chosen people and lead them to the truth taught by our religion. Okay, with that understanding and my healthy understanding of what religion is, Christian religion, it teaches Christ. It teaches truth, truth that that sanctifies, right? And since I started this by saying there are some translations that are way off, just because they are te- they they want to use words that are like hip or like our current and like our current century or even centuries way long because culture changes even in, in a century it changes a lot, you know, so that, that the current cult, the current culture understands if there are translations that do that, I don't have a problem with that. Just don't change the context of what the word, the letter is saying, you know, and with now my understanding of the actual meaning of religion, when it comes to Christian religion, Christian, te- Christian religion teaches truth, godliness, sanctification, you know, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. We are told we are taught Christ and Christ crucified. And him crucified means it's not just that it doesn't stop there. Christ was crucified. Why? Because he was, he died for my sins. When I'm taught Christ and Christ crucified, that means I'm taught that he died and he died for my sins. But he didn't just die and just die and he's forever dead. No, he's resurrected. That's the life, the eternal life that I have hope in. Jesus died and resurrected. You know? So I understand if that's what they meant by taught by our religion. It means that our religion teaches truth, truth that sanctifies. I get that. You know, I get that. But like the the good thing about reading different translations that I've seen is that even if the good news translation simplifies things, in this case, it did not simplify things for me. It actually made it harder for me to actually understand in my 21st century mind because I have another understanding of religion, which is negative, and I don't get the godliness part when when I just read this, right? But even the King James, the NIV uses the word that leads to godliness, the truth, knowledge of truth that leads to godliness. King James says, um, acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. And NASB says, and the knowledge of the truth, which is according to godliness. You see? So there's something that is in the original text, whether Greek or Aramaic or Hebrew, I'm not sure which which language Paul used to write to to Titus in the letter but it seems like it's you it's it's that word it's it's something that talks about godliness you know and the good news translation using the word like taught by our religion i don't know if i don't know if it's in line with an an accurate translation again i don't even know the actual word there so i'm speaking as somebody who's just reading these translations and trying to see if they are translating it according to the truth that I've been reading and understanding, you know. So that's exactly what I'm saying. And I don't know. I don't know if why this I went on this car rant stroke, stroke car thing. I don't know what it is, but I just felt that I needed to say that because of late there's just these things thrown around by people calling themselves a Christ follower outright publicly. And the things they're saying is like, no, 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 no. Doesn't mean that you're no longer a Christian. Just re- re- repent, ch- change, turn from that understanding and, and realize that you're wrong. You know, because nowadays people, when they're rebuked and this word rebuke is also like an old thing (laughs) but it's a word that means like no you're corrected when you're corrected you know and you're told you are on the wrong i can also be corrected and told i am on the wrong because i am a human being right and as a christian we are supposed to strive for this for for living this godly life and it's not our deeds no it's when I when I understand, like, in my mind, like, yo, Nanini, you are understanding this wrongly. Okay. Repent. I'm sorry, God, actually. And I'm sorry because I'm I'm just, just saying sorry. No, I'm sorry and my actions are changing. I'm going to actually study your word and understand, yo, this is why I was wrong. And then if I put it out there publicly, I'm going to and you know, if, you know if it has caused somebody to stumble if it has caused my words have caused somebody to stumble and that's actually what i meant you know there are things that i might say that i did not mean it that way and it's just that i don't know every english vocabulary so i've just used a word that's no that's just you know you're like okay that's not we i know that you didn't mean that okay but there are these things that i can i can constantly keep repeating and repeating and repeating and it's informing my other understanding of another verse and if if that false understanding is informing this other thing that means i'm also falsely understanding this maybe you know so it's just saying okay god i'm 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 turning from this i'm turning i'm not i'm not i'm not uh, i'm not choosing to follow this path again you know i was on the wrong path and now i'm i'm back to you it doesn't change the fact that you're not saved anymore no it just means that your heart is truly in in search of God like how we are told David was a man after God's heart meaning he was wrong so many times and he repented so many times because he knew that okay I'm wrong I'm actually wrong I'm sorry God I'm in line now I'm in line now you know I'm in line with your word your word and I think that's something that's helping me speaking for myself That's something that's helping me um, navigate these. And they're going to grow and they're going to be so many and loud and they're going to be the loudest voices. But it's something that's helping me navigate these two waters when I come across um, so-called Christians who are not acting, who are not walking the Christian path. And it confuses me. Like, yo... You're giving Christianity a bad name. And then it hits me. They are not even a Christian to start with, you know, because they say this, they do this, they do this, they say this from their actions to their words. No, it's just a label they've put on themselves, you know, and it it calms my mind down because sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> it's like Elijah. <laughs> I'm not putting myself in a religious case, but sometimes I'm like, gosh, I thought you said many people would be saved. You know, like, what is happening? The loudest voices who are the so-called Christians are, like, pulling people down in that, like, they're making people fall away from Christ. Instead of, like, bringing people to Christ, they're making people fall away from Christ because of these false teachings. And I'm like, God, where are your people? Where are your, where are your, um, your, your, what's the word? There's this word, um, Um, obedient, but it's another word you know, that we are the people who are after your heart, the honest people and I've actually been seeing that even in my country and I love it and I've been following all those people, I had not seen them, because maybe I was not I don't know, I don't know I think I was more focused on this loud loud so called Christian voices and I was it was negatively affecting me because I was like "Guy, my country, my country, my country my people, my people where are we? Where are we? You know, Where are we? but then, and then I realized God is exactly. I was talking about Elijah. Elijah was saying, God, I'm the only one left again. I was not saying I was the only one left. I felt like, oh, there are so few of us. Never okay. <laughs> sound so prideful, but I don't mean it like that. I mean, like the loudest voices were like the ones who are drowning. I felt like they were drowning away. God's message because they're like so loud. And so even, because they will stumble, one, they're human beings. But again, they're claiming to be Christians, but their work is not Christian-like at all. So even the public watches them stumble and say, these so-called Christians, who they're, they're preaching one thing and living out there, you know? So it, it made me really itch. It, their far made me itch. It caught it to me. It's like secondhand smoke. <laughs> it just made me itch, you know? It affected me. But then again i think god is telling me nanini remember what i told elijah right now god is telling me remember what i told elijah actually they are like i think it's seven thousand. i think i don't know there are others there are other prophets who are there you know there are other prophets and i need you to anoint your 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 successor but anyway i was focusing on like there are others there are others so i think now god is directing me to look at look look they're faithful that's the word i have faithful servants in kenya look look at them and they're also loud and they're also loud and i thank god i thank god for them i thank god for the faithful servants in my country you know it's beautiful to see you know and god is telling me don't shift your focus from from these from these um, wolves in sheep clothing look i am doing a new thing You know? Okay. I'm just going to pray now. Thank you God. Thank you because you have not forgotten your your, your children in Kenya. The loud voices might seem like they are drowning. your faithful servants but you can still speak in a still small voice but you're the same God who thunders right you're the same God and whichever voice you choose to speak to your, your decision your choice it's always the right choice so I'm choosing to trust that the voice you're speaking to your people i'm choosing to trust that you know what you're doing (laughs) you know you know what you're doing and i trust you you're the strong you're the rock you're the strong foundation that never moves and we are building your faithful servants are building on the foundation the rock that never moves that cannot be shaken even though we stumble we will not fall and i pray that you expose these false teachers and the false christians the false disciples expose them god expose them and may also our actions as just as paul said you know the way we live even those who are opposed to us will have nothing negative to say because clearly they can see you know even if they they lie in their hearts, they cannot lie to themselves. They can see. That's what we want to live, godly lives. And I'm praying that for my fellow brothers and sisters in my country. Help us, God. May we listen and obey your word. May we rest in you, Christ. It's not by it's not our actions. It's what Jesus did. <sighs> May we know that he is the one who sanctifies us by the truth. And your word is truth. And the Holy Spirit renews our minds. And washes us. Thank you God. Thank you for this beautiful day. I'm praying that you comfort my family. In this tough period. It's in Jesus name I pray, trusting and believing. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you'll be joining me every Tuesday for new episodes of The Trying Podcast. Stay safe, guys. Bye.